This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Coach Jen from Ocala, Florida, and you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 22nd, 2021, episode number 2794, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse world. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Well, your intrepid hosts, Glenn and Jamie, are out and about gathering intel for upcoming episodes, so sit back and enjoy this previously aired masterpiece from the Hit'em Audio Vaults. I am Lisa Wysocki from Ashland City, Tennessee. And I'm Jamie Jennings from Solvang, California, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February February 9th, episode 1870, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. Guess what day it is today? Sunday. No, it's Friday. Friday. This is what it's all about, gentlemen. It's what we train for. Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. all right everybody so uh here's the the magic of having a live show is i just sneezed 427 times and it's like <laughs> go so excuse me <laughs> I'm a little bit uh, boogery for at the, at the beginning. Uh, and Lisa told a lie because she is coming at us from, where are you coming from? Where are you right now? <laughs> I'm actually in Ashland City, but I'm from the, I'm, I'm broadcasting live from the, the Cheatham County Agricultural Extension Office. I was having um, some connectivity issues. And so I just called my friends at the UT <laughs> Extension and they said, sure, come on. You know you're in the South. You're like, hey, y'all, can I use your internet? Because mine ain't working up in the trailer and uh, starting to get a little broken up. And so where are you going to go to do your show? I'm going to head down to the Cheatham County Agricultural Extension Office. Yet you know, another reason to make friends with your local county extension office. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They'll do everything for you. You know, they'll, they'll come monitor your pastures and they'll tell you what you're feeding right and feeding wrong. I mean, they're just fabulous people. So call oh your God. county extension agent. Invite that yourself over. Is so country. The county agricultural <laughs> extension office has better internet than you. <laughs> they have super fast internet here. It's amazing. Well, yeah, good, awesome. good. We yeah. don't have to do it on the phone this time. So, yeah. well, we've got an awesome show. I'm so excited. We, uh, I'll let Jennifer tell you about it. Jennifer, what's coming up on today's show? Coming up on today's Kentucky Performance Products Freestyle Friday Edition. The most famous barrel racing photograph in the universe Mm. has spurred our guest wrangler to get Rebecca Hallowell on. That's the gal who had the uh, 
saddle fly off halfway around the barrel. And we're going to hear all about it from the person whom, to whom it happened. And then if that wasn't fun enough, Jamie sat down with Monty Roberts yesterday and Yay. did some Q&A with him. And he answered lots and lots of listener questions. That ought to be a great time. And Definitely. Yeah. To round things out, we're going to do some really bad ads and laugh heartily at everyone's <laughs> shortcomings when it comes to grammar, punctuation, and marketing skills. So stay for friends, folks. <laughs> Is that a marketing skill to make a Craigslist ad? I don't think so. <laughs> but we'll laugh about it. All right. Yes. Winnie. So my daily Winnie, I kind of like, like, blew the whole um, the whole surprise, but my daily winning goes to agricultural extension agents everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> because they really, do, they really do come save your life. You know, if you have this odd weed in your pasture, you could just like cut it off and take it into your local ag extension office and they'll say, oh yeah, that's definitely poisonous. You need to get rid of those. Um, but they'll, they'll really help you out a lot. So just, just um, anytime you have, can make an ag extension agent your friend, you just go do that because it'll be well worth it. Sorry, I messed up your your daily Winnie. No, 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 no. It's good. See, now they got it it twice, so it's all good. (laughs) Perfect. Um, my my daily Winnie goes out to the employees here at Flag Is Up Farms because you have a special treat coming this morning. So, Lisa, when uh, you fall off a horse or a horse. <clears throat> gets loose on the property or there's a number of things that you can do as a horse owner or student here at flag is up that will get you in trouble. And in trouble means you have to buy the entire farm donuts. Oh, wow. So yeah. Yeah. So, so you kind of hope people get in trouble. People, people like it. Like when there's a horse galloping by, there's people don't yell loose horse. They yell donuts. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, as soon as the show is over, I am heading out to the local Albertsons to buy donuts. (laughs) Jamie, what happened for everybody? Well, I, I, I did not fall off. I did not fall off, but there was, there was cries of donuts as I was tacking up Zeus and um, Zeus, it, it, even Jennifer, you knew it had to be Zeus, right? Um, I'm I'm getting the saddle and everything ready in the tack room, and he was in his stall. And oh my god, he's just ridiculous! I don't know how he does it. He opens the stall door from the inside, which the latch is on the outside, but like he can stick his head out the stall and somehow got the latch. It wasn't like completely pushed down. Like the latch slid through, but it didn't push down. So he took that opportunity to slide open the door and push open the entire door and leave. And like, (laughs) I walked from the stall to go pick up the saddle, I have like the tack stall next door. Like the next stall over is where my tack is. And I walk in there and I hear whoosh, gone. How did you do that? That was so fast. He's so, an opportunist. He is. But yes. then I thought donuts should be retracted when your horse comes immediately because in said, uh, tax stall is also the grain so I, I immediately just grabbed the bucket or the scoop and put some grain in it and shook it and he from he probably got 
150 yards and then heard that turn tail and ran 150 yards all the way back directly into his stall and ate the thing. Uh, <laughs> that's something you wanted to have on video. I feel yeah. like I shouldn't have to buy donuts because my, I, it was, I would like to say that it was an exercise of trust and yeah. I set him free and True. as a Mustang, I turned him loose and he came back to me. So see, see, <laughs> on the other hand, it was also an exercise of trust for Zeus because he said, you know, even though I'm going to open this door and cause my, my human to be pretty upset with me, I trust that she's going to love me anyway and give me food as soon as I make the break for it. Yes. Yes. He knows. That's true. He knows. That's true. And yes. then I got on him and I wrote him for about an hour and a half. So <laughs> <laughs> he knows better tomorrow. Yeah. That's why he ran away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh my God, it's too much work. She wants yeah, to do it for today, your, today, your stall latch is going to be like in the down position. Is that correct? Yeah, I learned from my mistakes. But, you know, you have to learn from every tiny little mistake with that horse because he will call you on everything. There is, he will, there's no gimmies when it comes to Zeus. There is a, uh, there's a, you left you, where there's a, a window, there's a door, you know, to yep, him. Yep. So he's a Mustang. Yeah. He comes by it naturally. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Well, we've got a couple minutes before our first guest. Lisa, talk to me about, so did you see the listeners that posted? I don't know if you did or not, but one listener said, I've been reading all the opium equation, all the main equation, all the, all your equation books, the Lisa Wysocki series. She's like, and I hear that in Jamie's voice and <laughs> like yes. other, pe yes. other people underneath so wrote, you know what? I hear it in Lisa's voice. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see that post. I'm going to have to go back and look for it. Because what <laughs> authors get to talk to their readers all the time like you do. It's so cool. I know. It's so amazing. And, and you know, a lot of them have been emailing me just with story ideas or, or just with comments. And, and, you know, that's just so validating just to, you know, to hear from somebody who read something you spent an entire year on and said, yeah, great job. I loved it, you know, or, or what's, what's next for Bubba? You know, what, what's, what's going on with Bubba? You know, um, listen, what did cat hit in the road? I can't read ahead. <laughs> I can't tell you that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's and and actually that that scene is a, is derived from a true story. Oh my so god! We'll, we'll maybe talk about that. Please next. tell me you didn't hit Bubba <laughs> in <laughs> real life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well I'm gonna have to wait. Um, so <laughs> what is what's going on in the Lisa Waisaki author world? Oh my goodness, I've been so busy. I'm I'm working on the fifth um, Cat and Write book, and it's it's back. Ah, I can't even talk this morning. It's a trail riding book. So um, Kat's going to do some trail riding and, uh, of course, he's going to stumble over some some bodies. And I'm working on a, a nonfiction true crime book about America's first convicted female horse thief. So that's um, – she was quite a character. True crime novel? Is that what you said? It's true crime. It's a, it's a genre. It's like mystery is a genre and romance is a genre. True crime oh. is a is a. This is a historical true crime book because it oh, actually happened. Cool. It's it's true, and um, so this this woman was convicted of horse thievery um, back in the 1800s, and she was the first one convicted in the United States. So I'm working on that book, and and um, oh my gosh, how different is it writing a true crime book versus uh, something different. from your brain? Well, you know, something right. I can invent anything. I mean, the sky can be pink, you know, I mean, and, right. and um, or, the, or the sky can be whatever. And, and true crime, you know, I mean, it, you got to 
go with the facts. And so it's a lot of research and a lot of the research contradicts each other. So you kind of have to, it's very challenging to, to figure out how to present the material. Um, when I'm writing the Cat Enright books, I mean, those characters, they're just, they tell the story. They're just in my head. They just, they just tell me what to write. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, do we have uh, Rebecca on the line? Hey, Rebecca? Yes, we do. Good morning. Good morning. You are live on the radio right now talking to, I'm Jamie, and you're talking to Lisa and also Jen, our producer. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm so excited to be on, on the air right now. Where are you calling from or where are we talking to you from? So I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, a little bit north in Canton. Right up 75. I'm from Atlanta, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm right in that area. Oh, cool. Well, fantastic. Well, now, a bunch of our listeners requested that we find you. And for those who don't know, let me give you a little brief um introduction to how you will know Rebecca. Rebecca is the barrel racer that in the still shots and the series of photographs that were taken, she at some point ends up holding onto the reins and the saddle horn, but is like somewhere behind the horse. So (laughs) tell us what, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I fell off. <laughs> I would imagine. Um, <laughs> you know, it was just a normal day going to the barrel races. Um, I run the MBHA district. And, you know, normal warm-up. Everything seemed fine. I always check my tack. And, um, you know, around the first barrel, you can kind of see in the video, something fell off. My horse wasn't running right. He left the barrel wide. That's not normal for him. But, you know, you're in the middle of a run. You're kind of just operating like normal. And when I left the second barrel, I felt something bounce. And um, that was my saddle. And then next thing you know, I just see his butt. And I'm on the ground. And I'm looking up. And he's running back towards the alley. And I'm looking at my saddle. And here comes my friend busting through the gate. <laughs> and it was just crazy. The, the rigging, which holds your girth onto the saddle, ripped out and detached the girth. So it was a total of 11 nails and two screws, which ripped out from the tree of my saddle. And, you know, just gave away it like the most opportune moment during a race. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That's amazing. So did you expect your Broken rigging to cause you to be a viral sensation. <laughs> oh my gosh, absolutely not. Um, it, it's been a crazy experience, and I'm so lucky for TNZ Photography and Nick and Terry. You know, they were there and just so happened to get the shot, and he shared it on his page. And the, um, the first uh, part went viral back in September, and, you know, it got... 4,000 shares, something like that. And then recently he took the photo to another show. A lady snapped a photo of it and posted it on her page. And that's when it went viral recently, a few days ago, and got like 24,000 shares and almost a million views. It's been, it's been crazy. That's wow. <laughs> so what, what was going through your mind through all of this? I mean, I just can't imagine. I mean, because you... You, you really wouldn't be knowing what was happening at the time. I just oh, like yeah. to hear your thought process. You know, 
I didn't really know what to think. It all happened so quick, and that was kind of the most criticism I got. There was a lot of support. You know, the two horse people kind of understood because when you're in horses, stuff happens, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, when it was happening, you know, I just was kind of thinking, I saw his butt and I was like, well, that's not right. (laughs) 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 And you know, I'm obviously going to hit the ground and and that was it, you know, and I got really fortunate. I wasn't hurt and he wasn't hurt. And poor guy, he was just confused as I was. He ran to the alley, (laughs) you (laughs) know, get me out of here. (laughs) He's like, I don't know what happened, but she's going to be pissed. So I'm going to (laughs) leave. So we're, did this happen on the second barrel then? So he, he didn't flip back around and go to number three. No, he got the <laughs> heck out of there. He was, he knew something happened. <laughs> you know, I'm no longer on him. And, um, one of my friends brought him back to me. I don't even remember who it was. Um, somebody came out and picked up my saddle. I think that was Kevin, one of my good friends, husband. And my friend was just kind of looking at me and she's like, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, how am I going to ride in the next race? <laughs> <laughs> Borrow a saddle. Now let's, let's talk about this, Rebecca. What have we learned from this experience? Oh my goodness. You know, I have learned that no matter how many times you check and you check twice and you prepare, something can always go wrong. And it's a matter of how you handle it that matters. You know, it's a matter hey, I had no idea it was going to go viral and and get, you know, all the support and all the criticism. And I think it's really important to learn, you know, don't judge others unless it happens to you. And always try to give someone the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, when you buy a new saddle, go in there and make sure there's no bad repair jobs and, and go in there and make sure all the screws look good and not rusty. And and that's what I'm really trying to take away from this. Man. So uh, there's one more thing that I want you to have learned and you as a barrel racer can change the world. Okay. Wear a damn helmet. Why do barrel racers not wear helmets? You know, so funny. I normally run with a helmet and I've shared this a few times on all the posts that says, where's the helmet? I normally run in a helmet. I was in such a rush that morning that, that my helmet's normally in my truck. And because I've been riding at another barn, I left it in my car. And so when I got there, I was like, oh, my gosh, I totally forgot my helmet. And I normally run in a breast collar, too. That's the thing that kind of holds the saddle together and place up front. I normally run in both. And, you know, I was really upset that I forgot it that day. And I was very nervous. But, you know, you kind of just do what you have to do. And I got a lot of criticism about the breast collar. And, you know, I'm truly happy that I did not have that on yeah. because if I did it on, it would yeah. have been holding a saddle that was broken yeah. and say he did go down the next barrel, you know, because I would have been on. It would have held the saddle on and I would have run to the next barrel, you know, because you don't know. I don't know that there's something broken underneath. You know, you're in the middle of a race. You're just operating. And if he would have went around the next turn, say I probably would have slid and it would have came underneath of him and probably got up in his legs and I'm very fortunate that did not happen. 
When you mentioned breast collar, my immediate reaction was like, oh my God, thank God she didn't have a breast collar on. Cause that yes. would have been yeah. a bigger crash for sure. Well, yeah. you know, the, the, the helmet thing, I, I, if you do wear your helmet for real, like that's amazing because I have friends at barrel race and, and one of probably uh, when I went and watched her, I think one of 60 had the oh, helmet wow. on. And yeah. I'm just like, I mean, I'm in Arizona, so it's a little, it's all cowboy out there all the time. And, you know, yeah. I, I don't know what happens to, to people, but like you, it's not, it's not about how good you can ride or how good your horse is because shit happens. Look at you. Yep. I mean, my God, that was so un like just unexpected for something like that to happen. Uh, and so it's just one of those, like, what did you learn? Well, let me say, you know what, I'm gonna buy two helmets and keep one at each place. <laughs> <laughs> and what I think is really interesting is the choices that your horse made because he could have kicked the crap out of you, to be yeah. honest. And he didn't, which I think is amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, I bought him as a two year old and I'm truly thankful, you know, I spent a lot of time, I bought him and he was, you know, kind of broke, very green. And I've put so much training on him. He's about to turn nine. And I think he honestly knew that something was going on because he normally, if something would have happened to him and hit him in the butt like that, he normally would have tried to naturally get away. But instead it was almost like he was trying to get away from me, you know, yeah. and I'm not going to lie. My horse has tried to throw me a few times, you know, he's a, he's a pretty, well-bred horse and very athletic. So it's not unusual for him to throw out a buck here and there. And I'm very fortunate that it didn't happen. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, that's awesome. Are, are you still, how, how long ago was this, by the way? This was back in September when the incident happened. And are so you still running, still racing? Oh yeah. I still ride. It hasn't, you know, like you said, shit happens. This isn't the first time something <laughs> broke I just, you know, someone caught the photo and shared it and it went viral. So, you know, you just got to keep going. And that's the whole, I feel like that's the purpose of riding. You know, you ride and you embrace what happens and you just keep going. Because if not, you know, you're not going to get any better. Man, Well said. Well said. Well, wow. Rebecca, it has been a pleasure to talk to you and hear your story. And I'm glad you're okay. And thanks for having a good attitude and a good positive spirit about it. Because what happens happens. You just, you know, you can, you can't prepare it. Like I was thinking, okay, well maybe she needed to clean her tack a little better. You know, make sure But it's, <laughs> if the screws come out of the tree, I don't know how to help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, absolutely. can't see that. I mean, I lifted up the other side and you can't, when it's attached in there, there's no checking that. No, wow. absolutely not. So that is just a total freak thing. And you're lucky uh, to be here and, and your horse is a good boy and, and congratulations. I hope they at least gave you like some sort of, because my son has done a, a couple barrel races and he's three years old. Okay. Right? He was three when he was doing it. Now he's four. And wow. so when he, he goes to the barrel race and I lead him on this little pony around the barrels, little pony's name is chance. And he goes around the first barrel and I, you know, I'm leading him and we're walking and trotting a little bit. And then we get all the way back. Well, he gets a ribbon and some M&Ms. So did you, <laughs> did you at least get some candy or something, some chocolate after that? <laughs> No, I got a beer and someone drove home. That's about it. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I guess beer kind of beer or chocolate, one or the other. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I'm assuming uh, I'm assuming you got a new saddle though. I I did not get a new saddle. You know, I haven't really reached out because I'm still I'm convinced that it was a bad repair job or something on that saddle because the saddle that I was riding in, um, you know, was a really well known name. And I just I've always rode in their saddles and I've never had a problem. So I'm just convinced that something else was wrong with it. And that's what someone told me, you know, you said, well, the saddle was Billy Cook. And someone told me, you know, that's not normal. And I, and I agree. That's what I've always rode in. So I'm wondering if the person who I bought it from didn't like notice a little issue and try to fix it themselves. I call, I call the manufacturer and be like, Hey, um, I'm riding in your saddle. And if you don't want me to tell everybody whose saddle this is, I want a new one. <laughs> I think we're too late for that. <laughs> well, yeah. well, they don't know about this. Billy cook doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> okay, good. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Just write, send them the picture. Be like, Hey, I'm in a Billy cook saddle and this happened and show them pictures of the saddle. You'll get a new one. I went majorly viral. I can go get viral again. And I yeah. can tell everybody, I can take you with me. <laughs> and the fact that you're going back to the same brand of saddle, that would say a whole lot for, for Billy Cook. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, that's been my, like, well, what do I do? You know, if, I, I just don't want to give anybody a bad name. Like you said, shit happens. So, but, you know, that is still in my mind. Awesome. Well, good luck with everything in the future. Um, and, uh, have a, have a safe ride. Okay. My friend, <laughs> Rebecca Hallowell, thank you very much. Can Georgia appreciate you being on with us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's all I can say. I saw his butt and I thought that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that in, was you know, not right. It happened in such a split instant. You would yeah. think, you know, you watch the photos and you watch the video, and and I mean, what would anybody think? It's like you, you wouldn't even know what was going on. Does yeah. it happen to you though when you guys fall off that everything just like you're falling off and it happens in slow motion? Oh yeah, sometimes it does. Yeah, I bet that doesn't happen when you're barrel racing. Like <laughs> boom, you're just off. <laughs> you're gone. You're gone. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Well. Um, I, I got to sit down with Monty Roberts and talk to him about y'all's questions that uh, we, I put on Horses in the Morning uh, Facebook page and the Horse uh, Radio Network Auditor page asking for questions. So I collected some of both of those and I've, I've asked Monty the questions. I got to sit down with him yesterday. So Jen, thank you for doing all the work, putting that all together. I appreciate it. Thank you very um, much for doing it. Oh, yeah. So we're going to hear that in just a second. First, though, we are going to hear from our title sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products. She swallowed hard as they walked into the start box. She could feel his muscles tense under her leg. Five, four, three, two, one. Have a great ride. She didn't have to ask. He galloped out of the box and across the field toward their first training level course. His ears pricked. Her heart pounded. He attacked each obstacle with confidence, clearing them with room to spare. A huge smile broke out on her face as she crossed through the finish flags. She leaned forward and buried her face in his neck. Their bond of love and trust blocked out all else. 
This love story is brought to you by Elevate. Research proven to have superior bioavailability, Elevate supplies the essential vitamin E often missing from the equine diet. Its all-natural formula supports healthy muscle and nerve functions. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Wintech has been combining world-leading innovations and high-tech materials into lightweight, weatherproof, easy-care saddles for over 20 years. So it's easy to see why Wintech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. The comprehensive Wintech range offers not only cutting-edge designs, but new standards in fit, comfort, and performance. Benefits for both you and your horse. For example, wide fit is no worry now. With the Wintech 2000 All-Purpose and Wintech Pro models now available in wide fit. And what about our much-loved off-the-track thoroughbreds and their famously tough-to-fit high withers? Wintech has them covered too with the Wintech 2000 High Wither model. I might mention right here that I've ridden in the Wintech 2000 All-Purpose saddle for years. The seat is just deep enough for a comfortable, secure fit, and the grippy seat means full seat breeches are an option, not a necessity. Plus, it's well-balanced, so legs and seats stay where they should. Check out the entire Wintech line of saddles at wintech-saddles.com or visit your local retailer and sit in one today. Well, I'm here at Flag is Up Farms with Monty Roberts, and um, I'm honored to be sitting in your living room to ask you these questions. So uh, thanks for answering listener questions. Well, Jamie, I'm honored to have you here, and it's always a pleasure for you to come here. And I have to tell you that most of the people that are with me here on the farm, they await your visits. It seems like you're a bright spot on this farm, and you're welcome anytime. Oh, that's very sweet. And now uh, you can give me a paperback. You read it perfect. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't read anything. So I guess what I want to start with talking about is talk a little bit about about why I'm here and these exams. And because they start next week, what am I getting myself into? You're getting in yourself into a lot of work, but I think it's all productive work. And I think that it will help you any way you want in life. I think that at the conclusion of these tests, you will be better on the radio. I think you'll be better in your house at home, just as a person. If not, we've got to reorganize because that's what it's all about. It's about life and how we approach others, including our horses. So I'm going to take a horse that's never been touched and do a gentling session and get a halter on it and take it out and lead it around um, in front of a silent Monty Roberts who just watches and has a pen and paper and scoring everything. Nerve wracking. Hello. And then I've also got to take a horse that's never had a saddle on and put a saddle on and do join up and long lining and put the saddle on and do that in front of a silent Monty Roberts who's got nothing but a pen and paper judging and scoring. And then um, I have a presentation that I have to give or that I get to give to you talking about your concepts and, and a part of life that I choose. And um, 
than this written exam. So any hot tips for any of those? Can you help us out at all? Yeah, just um, listen to what's said, read what's in front of you, and I have complete confidence that you will pass with flying colors. That's uh that's a little overly confident of you, but I appreciate it. Um, so I had some listeners submit some questions and we'll just go through these. Um, and let me just start out by saying that every one of these has been answered in one of two books, either Ask Monty, which I love to call this segment, but it's actually a book where people ask these questions and they're answered. And then also, um, in the book from my hands to yours, which is the, the textbook of training horses. And that's what I've been studying, getting ready for these exams. So uh, read either one of those. Also go on to MontyRoberts.com and sign up because they email out a question and answer every single week. And I've been amazed at how sometimes you get that email and it's exactly what you're going through with your horse at the moment. So Definitely uh, check that out. Well, Kimberly has the first question, and she wanted to know, does wearing sunglasses affect how a horse perceives you, or does it interrupt communication? Yeah, in fact, I would say last weekend I had um, two veterans show up for my veterans clinic, post-traumatic stress clinic. And uh, these two veterans thought it was, I guess, fashionable to wear dark glasses, big ones, into the classroom where the sun didn't shine and um, sit there and look at me. And I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I can't see their eyes. And their eyes are the windows to their soul. And horses don't want you to look into their eyes so much, but they want to look into yours. Mm-hmm. And horses need to see your eyes. They really do. The eyes of the predator are so revealing to the horse. And when you put dark glasses on, even untinted glasses will reflect back on the horse and cause them to be less receptive to the human than without the glasses. Yes, there's people that have to have them, and that's okay. But dark ones, you don't have to have. Um, Try to get yourself in a shady place or something and um, give the horse a chance to see your eyes. It's critical. Um, so Robin says, and this is actually really cool. And and she messaged me when this happened, Robin's seven-year-old daughter did her school project on you. And, um, one question that the seven-year-old child had was how did you end up having the blue shirt and red bandana as your uniform? Is that what color they are? (laughs) I forgot. You're completely colorblind. I am completely colorblind. And that means that if I go on my tours, trips and stuff, and last time was 93 days on the road, then I would have to take all sorts of things of different colors. If, as you and normal people do, um, take your clothing seriously enough to change colors once in a while. So I would have to take all those colors. And then I would have to know which goes with which. It drives me crazy. (laughs) I don't know which goes with which. Uh, Monty, you're wearing a purple shirt and orange pants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. And and I did that in parts of my life. And people would say, oh, my word. Well, when they discovered at 14 years of age that I was completely colorblind, which means 85%. I've been through all the clinics and stuff. And if you're 85% impeded for color, 
then you're fully colorblind, and I am. And as a matter of fact, that's exactly what a horse is, they say. So um, that's okay. But it allows me to go with the same clothes. And then the people that do the videos for me, they said, wow, this is great. You know, you don't know which day it is. We can cut here. We can cut there. And the closer your clothes match, the better it is. So that's how it happened. Um, I don't know that it's unusual, <laughs> but I can take the same jeans and the same shirts in my suitcases wherever I go. So basically, you open up your suitcase, there's 25 shirts and 25 pairs of pants, and they're exactly the same, but you have no idea. Well, they're exactly the same, yeah. and I do have an idea <laughs> that they're exactly the same, they're the and same. that's that's really good. <laughs> uh, the next question is from Courtney. Is it okay and safe for a yearling to do join-up? Of course it is. And in my only textbook, From My Hands to Yours, there are um, chapters on when to do and how much to do of join up. And um, yes, after the foal is weaned and quits crying out for its mother and can give you attention, it's okay to do a couple of join ups. And then later, a couple of join ups. If you read the chapter on that join up situation, you can see what I recommend as the number of join-ups and the periods in the life of the horse when join-ups are uh, definitely recommended. Okay. Um, now, Kimberly and Mary both had the same question. If horses had not been your career, what profession would you have chosen? Race car driver? Fighter pilot? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. There were times when, well, I showed my first horse when I was four. And by the time I was six or seven, I had done several join-ups. Seven, I did my first join-up. So seven and eight, I had done several join-ups. And I knew, I knew then that was my life. That was it. And my parents and people around me said, oh, you've got a training horses. That's only part of it. You've got a better brain than that. And you get straight A's. You should go to vet school. So I thought about vet school. And I went to Davis, and I went through the school there. And I even went through the University of Kentucky Veterinary School. And they weren't working with horses there. Mm -hmm. They were working with books and written words. And things. Dogs and cats and sheep and yeah, all sorts all of all that. You couldn't specialize till later in your career with veterinary medicine. So I decided I did not want to be a veterinarian. I wanted to work with the mind of the horses. And that's what I decided when I was seven. You'll never make it work, Monty. <laughs> and then, right. And then 17. And then 27. Um, yeah. There was a time, 1954, when I thought psychology, human to human, work was the way I might go. But then I won two world championships back to back in 56 and 57. Um, and I, I said, I've, I've got to stay with the minds of the horses. And I got away from the minds of people at that time. And then I came back to the minds of people in 2010. And I have to tell you that nothing has been more gratifying to me than this past nine years of working with troubled people 
really dysfunctional people and saving lives, getting their life right. How many horses does it take to equal one human life? So using the same techniques, I have helped people. And believe me, it is a side adventure, but worthwhile. And one doesn't know. I'm uh, In two months, I'm up to the 83 mark in years. And one simply doesn't know the gratification that comes to you with the saving of a human life. Uh, you just read a letter that came through to me from a lady in England. And that letter outlines her getting old and her husband. I'd love would, to read that actually to everybody if I could. Well, you point. can at it's, some point. Yeah. But we only have one interview to do today. But you <laughs> can, you listeners can wait for that because uh, it'll be in typewritten form because she had to write it in longhand because she doesn't do computers. And I think she's 80 or 70 or something. Mm -hmm. So, and her husband is in dementia. He's bedridden now. And they cite my concepts as being that breath of life that they've had for the past years. It was a really beautiful letter. Very well, beautiful. It, it is a beautiful letter. And it's a beautiful thought that these silly little things that I trained horses to do could come to this level of gratification by helping people. Well, the next question comes from Allison, and she wants to know, how do you manage a horse that spooks or is tense in one corner of the arena, just one corner? Apparently everything else is good. She's perfect everywhere else. Should I avoid that corner? Yeah, avoid it if it's dangerous. We have a corner on this place, you know. Did you know that, Jamie? No. We have a corner on this place where we used to put pigs for the um, willing partner's horses to learn how to get along with pigs because pigs are terrible for horses, you know. The only horses that can stand a pig are horses that were raised on a pig farm. Really? Yeah, because pigs are horrible. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I love pigs. <laughs> okay. Pigs have a smell. And pigs have teeth, and they eat meat. They are a, a predator. They're an omnivore, actually. They eat both vegetation and meat. But they sound funny, they look funny, and they smell funny. And that dives into every, every one of the senses that a horse has. So that corner, oh, Chrome won't go near it. Really? No, he won't go near it. And there's several horses on the place that won't go near it. Now, I've taken my willing partner's horses that said, I'm not going near that corner. And I put a little pen down there with portable panels. And they live in that corner. And pretty soon it's home. And they start to prefer that corner. Pig smells and all. <laughs> so you can do that. Whatever is there or what happened there. Sometimes it's a, it's an episode that happened there with the horse. And then they become frightened of that corner. But if they live there for a while, it's home. So some panels to make a little pin in the corner of a place or four sides will cause a horse to adopt a new home in four or five days. 
and then you can ride them by that corner. Okay. Okay. Um, Angela says, my horse kicks horses behind him on the trail ride. How can I get him to stop that? Yeah, that's a, a natural reaction. And training the nature of a horse away is not easy. So you prevent that through what we call husbandry. You you keep yourself in a position where um, you prevent those things. And tying a big red ribbon on the tail of the horse will tell other people to stay away from the rear end of the horse. However, if that horse tends to act out, even if the ears go back and the horse threatens to kick, not actually kicking, stop, turn around, and back that horse away from the other horses. And then turn around and ride again. And about the third or fourth time that you stop briskly, turn and back up, maybe even 20 meters, 20 yards or so, and then turn and walk away, you'll watch the horse very quickly after two or three of those schoolings. They'll snap the ears back and act like they're going to do it, and then they'll put the ears up and say, no, I won't do it. So it's no different from any other behavior that you want to dissuade rather than persuade. You school that's something uncomfortable during the time they exhibit that tendency and then get them comfortable when they don't, they'll choose to stay comfortable. Gotcha. That's great. Uh, Robin, final question. Um, Robin says uh, her driving mares, I guess she drives them as a team, occasionally do not get along. What do you suggest? Is it like, you know, the cycle? Yeah, here's here's the same thing. Um, particularly with the mares, girls, women, women harnessed together. (laughs) Come on, there's going to be a war at some point and they'll fall in love too. And they'll, they, they, they will tolerate one another, uh, if given the right things. One of the things you might do is to put Vicks in the nose because, uh, Vicks vapor rug in the nose will take away the smells of cyclical arrangements, the ovarian cycle that goes on where uh, mares will go into uh, ovarian uplift, which will uh, antagonize another mare. Those kind of things happen. And Vicks in the nose will help. And if Vicks in the nose will create a friend, then they will go to the Vicks in the nose. You might even put some along the neck near where the horse goes. And you'll watch them start start to smell one another and um, and be happier with one another. Interesting. That's cool. Um, so finally... What this this became a bit of a discussion in uh, on our Facebook page here. Uh, what do you think about carrying crops or whips on cross country? I had a listener email me because they know I don't carry crops um, when I'm riding and on cross country. I don't either. Now, some people would say you can get yourself in trouble. I've been in the start box. They're counting me down and somebody goes, you don't have a whip or spurs on. (laughs) And uh, he's just not part of my training. So, um, you know, she was, she doesn't train with whips or spurs either. So she was asking, should I have one? And a lot of the discussion was, yes, it can help keep you safe. It can snap your horse back into focus or um my thought was uh, if if i get to a competition and my horse stops at a fence that is then i didn't prepare him correctly for that moment and 
and causing pain or fear is not going to help him the next time or further down the line. And I think this kind of goes into uh, your technique and your ideas on, on whips and the effectiveness. It certainly does. I will give you a quick one on, on the whip thing. I'm against whips in racing. They are the stupidest things we've ever done. But all the horses that we train here get whips carried with them because we don't want them to be frightened of whips. We don't want them to act out in a negative way when they see whips. Or, or when they get fr- sold, you know. they have another rider and yeah, another trainer. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So they, but there's nothing wrong with whips. They're, they're a lengthy piece of rawhide or leather or something and you can put them on a table and they never do a thing. <laughs> it's the hand that holds it. So the whip should not create pain, particularly sharp pain. So if it's a elongated sharp whip, I don't want it to even touch a horse. I want big uh, leather soft ends on the whip and things like that, which all the racing whips now have. And the jockeys used to say, I started all this 50 years ago, whips in racing are stupid. Yeah. And the jockey said, we need to have them for safety's sake. Oh, good. 70% of all of the accidents in racing occur when the whips come out. Why is that? Horses duck. They turn. They change leads. They do things that are different, and they bang into one another, and that's when the accidents occur. So whips are not for safety at all. Oh, I can whip him on the right eye if he's running to the outside. And Oh, good. And then he ducks to the inside and goes right across another horse and down both horses go. It's stupid to cause pain with a whip. If you want to carry a whip on cross-country thing, carry the whip. Just don't cause pain to the horse with the whip. It's your mistake, as you suggested. It's your mistake if you haven't prepared the horse to do the thing that you're asking him to do. The whip will not cause him to be a willing partner. It will only cause him to fight you, be be, be, be um, against you, be an enemy, uh, resent you. They might do it the first couple of times. They might do it out of fear. But eventually you won't have that partner that you want. Okay, so I was right. Ha ha. <laughs> I have one more question, and this comes from a listener. And uh, this is also something that I'm dealing with right now with the pony that I adopted. We call her Precious Magic Gallop Jennings. My four-year-old named her. Um, so, uh, And she had the same problem, and it reminded me to ask you. And this is her question, but it's like I wrote it. I have a POA that gets his tongue over the bit all the time. And I do realize as young horses, this is normal and they grow out of it. But this gelding has had his teeth done. He's six, was broke to ride before I got him, was using a snaffle. I rode him all summer and he gets his tongue over the bit. It doesn't matter if you put the bit up tight or you drop it all the way down and let him carry the bit while being free in the stall. I changed to a port bit. He gets his tongue over that one. Uh, what, what can you do? Again, the pony that I have over the bit, continuously drive it. We drive her now driving bit. She fights with it and I've put it down, like you said, and then up like everybody else says, what the heck do I do? Well, the putting it down is far better than putting it up. The putting it up makes it uncomfortable and they will concentrate on waggling that tongue and managing to get it over there no matter what you do, if it's a snaffle. 
um, in this question, they said they changed to a port bit, and the horse still got his tongue over the bit. Not my bit. The cathedral mouthpiece has a port that causes tongue relief. It's open at the bottom. It allows the tongue to swell up into a space there and doesn't antagonize the horse to the extent that they pull the tongue back and then push it over the bit. The cathedral can be two to two and a half inches long up the throat of the horse. They can't get the tongue over it. It should slope down so that the pressure is only on the bars. And I think it's in my book, From My Hands to Yours, a drawing of it. Because it is responsible for four world championships for me. On horses that really had a tendency to get their tongue over the bit. And they were in the working cow horse division. Both of them. And they were with other trainers. Losers. Two world championships with Johnny Tivio with that bit, the cathedral mouthpiece, and the same bit with My Blue Heaven and also Night Mist. Two world championships. Cathedral. Um, more information you could get on it by coming through to us on my website and asking the question and looking for pictures of it or something like that. But if you go to your tack shop and you say cathedral mouthpiece and they are a tack shop with western kinds of things um, you, you'll see it the taller the better it doesn't gouge the roof of the mouth that is a, 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 a position that a lot of people take and it's not true if you have a curb strap on it can't jab the roof of the mouth if it did jab the roof of the mouth the horse would give you behavior you never want and I'm telling you, it doesn't. If you have a curb strap on it at the right tension, you cannot get the tongue over the bit, and you cannot jab the roof of the mouth. It is the answer. Cathedral mouthpiece. All right. I'll Google it. Well, Monty, is there any, um, before I let you go, thank you for so much of your time. Is there anything that I can, anything you want to tell everybody else that's been a part of you know, this listening that may have horses to train, any ideas, Well, it's funny that, that you asked me that one now because we just finished on the web. But <clears throat> when we started, you said if there's any conclusion that you want to say, and the conclu- I do want to say something. And the conclusion is slow is fast and fast is slow. What does that mean? Well, if you go fast to get something done, It'll probably take you longer. But if you go at it like you have all day, you might get it done in 15 minutes or so. And the whip is effective in the short term. But in the long term, the infliction of pain only serves to create an enemy and to build resentment and to destroy trust. So, the infliction of pain is the absolute opposite to everything that I work with with horses. It's the absolute opposite. Causing a, a willing partner, causing a horse to want to do it, you remember this, 
The good trainer can make a horse do almost anything he wants him to. But the great trainer can cause the horse to want to do it. Thank you for coming, Jamie, to our farm. Good luck on your tests. I love being with you. Thank you so much. And there it is. Hey, I just posted the a picture on our Horses in the Morning Facebook page of the cathedral bit, the cathedral mouthpiece. Uh, and so I, I see it. I'm like, I can't show in that because it's not legal. I would never be able to show in eventing with that. You know what? I can't show in eventing anyway with a horse that puts its tongue over the bit. So you might as well start somewhere. There <laughs> you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like... It'd be interesting to try, but yeah. So, so thank you. Thank you everybody for submitting your questions. Did you, were you able to listen to that whole segment, Lisa? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I never miss a, a chance to listen to Monty or, or some of the other, you know, really great horsemen and horsewomen. You know, you always learn something no matter yeah. who you talk to. What an, what an honor to be able to sit down with him and, and have these segments. That oh, we do. It's just yes. so incredible. Yes. I'm lucky. Um, so uh, let's see here. I, I I think it's getting about that time, but uh, we, actually we're going to play a song first. She could have passed for a cowboy the way she carried herself and that 50 pounds of leather put it up on that pony light as a feather like she'd done it all her life. And she asked if I was ready Handing me the reins And we started out walking Up until that morning She hadn't been much on talking Guess it finally come a time And she said I've learned more from the back of a horse Than most folks ever get to know You never really know what you're made of Till you ride out on your own Ooh, baby, don't worry I know you're gonna be just fine And ooh, now don't be in a hurry You feel it when you hit your stride So don't get mad Sit deep in the saddle Remember to hold on tight Than your guardian angel can fly I remember what she told me It's as clear as a bell As it was on that morning It was kind of like a blessing and a warning I've carried all this time I'll pass it on to my daughter she loads up her car, heads out of the driveway She'll have had enough of doing things my way It'll be her turn to fly And I'll say, I've learned more from the back of a horse Than most folks ever get to know You never really know what you need Till you're right out on your own Ooh, now don't be in a hurry Feeling 
it deep in the saddle Remember to hold on tight And never ride faster than your guardian angel can fly joined by Janet Geyer, the mad scientist behind Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds, and she's going to explain to us why there are no pellets in her horse feed. So if you open yourself up a bag of Daily Dose Equine Horse Feed, it's going to look a little different, and I want to know why. Well, first of all, we decided not to make any pellets out of our horse feed, and the reason is is that pellets are typically made of wheat, Um, and to make a pellet, you need to basically extrude the horse feed. So it's a processing issue. So if you want to have basically a whole food that's not so processed, you wouldn't want to make a pellet. So that's one reason. Another reason is, is that pellets often hide the ingredients that are in there. They can hide taste, and uh, they can certainly hide ingredients, and you really don't know what's in there. Um, With our feed, we want you to see all the ingredients. So we've made a textured feed, and sometimes we grind it up, and sometimes it does look a little powdery. Um, but the reason for that is we want to mix the vitamins and minerals thoroughly in the product without creating more processing. So that is the reason why we do not use pellets. And the reason we don't use wheat is because wheat has been linked to a lot of health issues. So we want to stay away from modern wheat, we wanted to stay away from uh, the glyphosate that is or used to grow the modern wheat and uh, make it a lot more simple. So you mechanically alter some of the ingredients by grinding them up, but that is very, very we different do. than creating a pellet, which is, which requires heat and pressure. It does exactly. There, there we go. So, so that that makes a big difference. So when you open up that bag of Daily Dose Equine Horse Feed, and it looks a little different, there's an important reason. Because there's an important reason for everything that Janet does to her horse feeds. And our goal here is to quiz her about as many of those as we can. And if you want to learn more about Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds or find a retailer near near you, just go to www.dailydoseequine.com. Or if you want to purchase some directly online and get fast and convenient shipping, just go to Chewy.com. And I think it's six six of the different horse feed formulas are on there now? Correct. There we go.
We all get in a rut when it comes to shopping for horse supplies online. If you have not tried Horselovers.com yet, then you are missing out on one of the world's largest online tack shops and all the best brands. Visit Horselovers.com every day to see their daily deals and flash sales. Horselovers.com has everything for the Western and trail rider. So get on over to Horselovers.com today and save. Pay it! I say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Well, we've got really bad ads, and what that is is if you are joining us and you've never heard it before, is these are ads that are written by people that are trying to potentially sell something related to horses. And the problem is that they probably don't pre-read or they don't have an editor. And so the people that the names we mentioned, like the first one comes to us from Lorraine, uh, Lorraine. So she didn't write this ad. She just found it and thought it was entertaining and sent it to us. So if you see ads that you're like, Oh my gosh, this is the worst thing I've ever read. Are they even trying to sell this thing? What is it? I don't even know. You can send it to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. J E N N I F E R at horseradionetwork.com. And then uh, we, you be uh, up for the opponent grooming products. So there you go. We give away a prize every month. Um, so Lorraine sent this one in. Paint Mare, seven hundred dollars in Harrisburg. Paint Mare need gone ASAP. Call for details. Ask for Jeff. No holds. Cash only, absolutely no cashier checks, no personal checks, and no overseas buyers with a friend that's coming to pick her up after the money transfer. Serious buyers only. She's a great horse. She just needs a little tune-up. She's rideable. We just don't have time anymore. (laughs) (laughs) This guy has been involved with the Craigslist scam of, let me tell you something, people. If somebody says, you know what? I'm going to forward you the money. I'll send in the cashier's check. I'll come get her. That check is going to bounce in like three days. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He's not going to take a check. He will not. He's he been through this before. Yes. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, <laughs> so our next ad comes from Rob, and I think that's Lori, L-O-R-E. Um, horse, $800, Aurora. Horse, female. 18 months. I do not know any other information. I am not a horse person. Please do not email me with a bunch of detailed horse questions. If want her, contact me. If you want to ask questions I don't know the answers to, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how am I supposed to know what this person knows and what this person doesn't know? He knows nothing. It's female. How did he get the horse? You know, you know, um, a seller, I would like to know just the only question I have for you is not what breed, how tall is it trained? I want to know how you got it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, so don't you think that this is maybe like a relationship issue? Like, like 
somebody like he or she had a relationship and somebody split and left the horse and then he's stuck with it. I don't know. I mean, I would say that even a boyfriend or a husband would know more about a horse than this. You know, there's a segment that happens on a radio station um, when I was in Atlanta and the segment is called, what are you doing at the courthouse today? What are you doing at the courthouse today? And it's a guy that stands outside the courthouse in downtown Atlanta, like, and interviews people. What are you doing at the courthouse today? Like, and they tell their story, which is always <laughs> hilarious. And he finds, he finds uh, colorful people to talk to, like, that you can, like, well, I'm up for a murder trial. You know, like, so, like he finds, <laughs> not like, well, I got a parking ticket. He finds really entertaining people. And I think we should start a segment. What are you doing with that horse today? <laughs> yes. What are you doing yes. with that horse? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's yeah. got to be. It's got to be something going. There's got to be a story here. There's Why do you have this horse? Yes. Uh, <laughs> the next one comes from Brenna. Uh, good trail mare. Big 15-2 beautiful brown mare. 15-year-old beer drinking trail horse. Take her out in a group ride and anybody will be able to ride her. Anyone who does organized trail rides where it's head to tail, this is your girl. <laughs> She's a sweetheart on top of that. Pride to move at 6.50, wanting her to move by Saturday. Oh. What are you doing with that nice horse? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Poor what did you say, you know? Poor thing. I think that he, and back to your earlier comment, Lisa, I think that this person is going to go through a divorce and is trying to sell all his wives horses before oh, she yeah. gets home. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, here's the next one. It's from Maureen. Um, and I will try to, um, to verbalize all the typos. Oh God, so. <laughs> just read it as it's written girl. Come on. <laughs> Maureen sent this in three year, 13 to grade gelding, $350. Oklahoma. They even spelled that wrong. Well, is it, okay. how is it said, Jen? How, what it, city the, is that? It's Okalawaha. They they missed Okalawaha. some vowels. Yeah. Okay. They well, spelled their own city wrong. Yes. Oh my. There you go. Like it's better. <laughs> better. Okay. He was unhandled, then was abandoned when people PPL tried to mess with him. I've had him about a month. Put some weight on him. Got all the worms gone, and he is now being ponied through. T-H-R-E-W, through the woods and has been backed about seven time and two 10 men rides, getting ready to do his first pony ride through woods this week, goes in a hackamore. Sweet, sweet boy, just needs more time, and his Owen person price goes up with train G. (laughs) (laughs) I like how they spelled getting and ready wrong like get, like you gave them way too much credit <laughs> on the yeah read the r-e-d-y yes oh, yes oh, this poor gosh. little pony that's you know, good you i should go check that one out to take him that's the thing lisa you have to let go of feeling sorry for the horse and just oh. reading the ad because <laughs> i when we first started this segment do you know how many of these horses i went out and bought I mean, I would read a Craigslist ad because I would try to find them for the show. And then I'd be like, oh, that's how I ended up with One-Eyed Willie, (laughs) who 
was probably 27 when I bought him and had one eye. <laughs> because, what are you doing with that horse? I need that horse. <laughs> uh, Jenny sent this one in. So yeah, don't don't fall to trap to the to the ads because you will end up with all these horses in your backyard. Well, fortunately, like none of them are close to where I am. So oh, the, it'll surprise you. There'll be one every once in a while. <laughs> like, I have to go get that horse. Um, let's see. This comes from Jenny. This is, is a Facebook screenshot of Indiana horses, tack, and trailers for sale. For sale. And please remember, I do not read these before I actually read them on the air. So I'm like, as I'm reading this, I haven't read this one until now. So if I screwed up, that's why. For sale. This little mare hadn't been written a lot. Due to my medical issues, but was in training and is very teachable. No, I can't tell you her height, but she's a little shorter than normal. <laughs> <laughs> she's very stout. I won't give her away, but I will accept a reasonable price. Tell me what you will pay. And if I'm comfortable with it, I will accept it. Please do not ask for me to post prices. Just make an offer. She's located in Paoli, India, Indiana. Calls only. No text, please. Series inquiries only. Um, <laughs> I feel like they should have spent less time talking about their taking money and more time talking about the horse. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but she's shorter than normal. That gives you what you need. Shorter than oh, normal. So, yeah. Yeah, so if you're a 100-jumper person, shorter than normal could be, what, 15-3? And if you're a pony person, shorter than normal could be 12 hands. This is this whole day is, what are you doing with that horse? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This whole, it's how funny how cyclical everything is. Like, where everything is right now, what are you, what are you, what are you doing with that horse? Yes, yes. <laughs> Well, they're all oh. wanting to get rid of the horse. That's the one common denominator. Yeah, exactly. So, but this one, this one's pretty good. This one is from Linda. Free horse and baby chinchilla. Taylorsville, Utah. <laughs> well, that's a first. <laughs> baby chinchilla. We're moving out of state and there's not going to be enough space in Texas for them. <laughs> <laughs> Texas is full. They're full, people. No more. No space for chinchillas or horses in Texas. <laughs> They're oh all <laughs> for info or pickup, please call. Notice that there's no price here. They're free. <laughs> it's free. They're free. They're free. So, so, but they can't go to Texas because Texas is full. Texas is all <laughs> full up. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> See again, this is a situation that I would find myself going. I'll ah, get that baby chinchilla. I've always wanted one. <laughs> Don't do it. They're in Utah. Thank God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephanie sent the next one in. This is a bumper pull livestock or horse trailer. What city is that? Is it a Shawmut? Shawmut. 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 Yeah. Um, and, and this is just a lovely, we, we get, yeah, we get a trailer every, um, every week it seems. Yeah. And uh, this is a beautiful, uh, well, it's in some deep snow and it's sitting on a cinder block. So let's start with that. <laughs> you can yes. clearly tell that the whole front end is broken. It says the floor is good. Tires are okay. Need to sell. Um, <laughs> well, I it has no roof, number one. 
Well, yeah, I, I, I was starting to, it's like the typical round front two horse trailer with like plywood sides that go up about, I don't know, wither level if that, and then the rest is bars, um, like a, this, like a skeleton, like there yeah. used to be a roof because to me, this seems like a very dangerous contraption where <laughs> limbs could get stuck in oh, these yeah. things. Um, yeah. there's about six different shades of rust. Um, and, yes. um, yeah, that's, it's, I, I would say that the tires are less than okay. I would say that. <laughs> yes. Would you concur? Yes. Well, I'm looking at, at the rust around the wheel well and the fact that the, the, the tire that I'm looking at looks like it's halfway flat. Um, it's only yeah. flat on the bottom. It's just fine. It's, it's only it's flat true. on the bottom. Yes. It's true. And there is a really lovely spare that Sims helped seem super glued to the front of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tire actually looks halfway decent. Yeah, I sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. You got the next one. Yeah, I do. This one's from Aaron. And um, did you ever want to have a pushing pony? Lovely and darling. Large. At least 14 one hands. Bay paint. Seventh or eight-year-old pony mare. Cute and sweet. Loves kids. But not obnoxious blue healer puppies. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. Easy to handle. Saddle and ride, but still walks. Oh, gee. I didn't read this one either. Um, still walks like a drunk chicken after the happy hour. <laughs> okay. Consider- How does one, like, what, what kind of sales tactic is that? I don't know what a drunk chicken after happy hour looks like. To me, what that says is, like, they can put the saddle on it, but it's really cinchy. Go ahead. I don't know. Okay. Consider Greenbrook, but she is definitely more woe than go. Woe is spelled wrong, by the way. Woe than <laughs> Kick and spur ride has the right start, lunges better than Kim Kardashian uphill. <laughs> Easy to train, willing to do anything for love. Will not put labels like kid safe or bomb proof because that is entirely subjective to who is on her. If you know how to ride with a quiet hand, you can ride her. A beginning rider should not ride a beginner horse unless you really want to, and then have at it. No, not really. Get you an old and slow for the sake of tiny baby Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we are not keeping her for my daughter, but if you want an adorable pony project that will take you anywhere, she is the one. Yeah, exclamation point. Asking 850 in Lake City, Florida. Another one right nearby. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely. Dreams can come true. Jennifer, oh. go get yourself a pony. There we go. Say, you need to go get one. Scooter needs a pony pal. That's right. Lunch <laughs> is better than Kim Kardashian uphill. <laughs> <laughs> There's a direct a correlation between the price of the animal and the 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 written ad so like you would never find a really bad ad or really jokey ad for a horse in the thirty thousand dollar range <laughs> like it, it no. gets serious then no. and there's like spell check on their computers or something i don't know well yeah but but yeah i i like the the drunk chicken correlation um <laughs> yeah that's good that's very, i don't know i don't know what that visual. means but uh, be, it's funny. Uh, Jessica yeah. sent the next one in. Wow, we got a lot from Florida. And I mean, Jen didn't find these. This, Jessica lives down in Florida. Excuse me. Three done gelding $700. What does that mean? Turning three. And by the way, done 
is misspelled. <laughs> like <laughs> that should be a, fairly easy. There's an extra N in there. Yeah. 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 Turning three done gelding, not papered, not broke has had blanket on, of course, as cold as it's been. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Does good with blanket on. I mean, if you can put a blanket on your horse, they're practically broke, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. No question. Does good with blanket on. He ties, but every <laughs> once in a while can pull back pretty good. Stands good. Can lift pretty good for farrier. <laughs> you type all that. You type out the word farrier, but you can't put the two O's in the middle of the word foot. <laughs> uh, leads good. Only been trailered a few times. Did better in stick than straight load. He okay. still needs some ground manners. Can be pushy at times. Oh, and he needs to be broke to saddle and all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> and guess it's the under thousand dollar range. It is $700. This horse can be yours. So am I missing something? I, what, is, what is a stick? Did better in stick? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, that's not even close to the word slant. No. You know? No, like, it's not. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. <sighs> and their last $700, one. $700. So this one is from Kayla. Um, got a California one. Seven-year-old thoroughbred, California. He's not spooky and very mellow. I have to sail him because I can't afford to keep him anymore. He is currently injured, but he's fixable. Once healed, he's <laughs> worth almost $5,000. But I need to sail him ASAP, asking $1,500. <laughs> When you're horse shopping, what is the ultimate rule number one? Number one. Rule buy number one. That's not injured. Buy a Do sound horse. Do not buy a lame horse. Exactly. <laughs> Especially for $1,500. He doesn't say that he's lame. just said he's injured. He's injured. What does injured. that mean exactly? <laughs> you know, maybe he has a cut on his neck, you know? He's got just a minor laceration or he was impaled and the stick is still in there, but he but can possibly be okay. Says he's fixable. Once healed, he's worth almost 5k. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, heck of a deal. Oh, this was fantastic. <laughs> to fix her up. Um, yeah. <laughs> Rule number one, people. I've had to tell this to my current client who's a horse shopping. I'm like, nope, it's lame. Do not buy a but, horse. But what is it? What, we could vet it and see if it's fake. Nope. Rule number Don't one. There. Don't buy a lame horse. <laughs> Don't do it. Man. Um. Yeah. So <sighs> bless all the lame horses out there that I just that are listening and are mad at me right now, but. Sorry. Uh, so Lisa, yeah. thank you so much for joining us on a Friday and getting up early and heading out to your County extension office. Yes. Extension office to do the show. We appreciate oh, you're it. You're so welcome. It's always fun. It's always fun. Any parting words for our listeners? You want to give us a hot tip about cat and right? Anything like that? What did she hit? Come on, tell us. What did I, she I'm not going to tell you what she hit, but I will tell you that um, it it opens up some some new lines of investigation. Oh no! Jeez. Yeah, oh. I, will, I will tell you that, and um, I will I will 
ditto Jamie's words and say, don't buy a lame horse. That's my party. (laughs) For those of you who have not listened to Wednesday's show, go back and listen because I read the opium equation on the show and it was a very um, cliffhanging chapter. So go check it out. And you are doing such a great job. I I have to go back to the auditor's room and and pick up that thread where people are talking about, about your reading because really you're doing a great, great job. Ah, oh, thank you very yeah, much. No, it's, really, it's, it's yeah, it's fun to listen to. Remember what Monty says: it's not the whip, it's the hand that holds them. So it's See? not me; it's the book. <laughs> 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 All so. right, everybody, have a great weekend. Spay, neuter, geld. Woohoo! I think I'm taking the horses to the beach. For Monday. <laughs>